0: In the football sheds your weekly football podcast for fans that live in the wrong time zone, like we all do. My name's John Hewitt, and Jeff King is here. Good day, and Roger Gibbs is here. Good evening, um, Roger. You got a fancy new beer this evening,
1: yes, what yeah, is not it? overly fancy. It's a uh boat rocker pale ale, Alpha Queen. Did you buy That's that from me. the um, you are, <laughs> you are, you are the are Alpha Queen. <laughs> queen. <laughs> <laughs> never has a more apt description been <laughs> assigned to a human. is from Jeff's local bottle shop again. Oh, nice. I've decided I'm going to work my way through their list because I just know Jeff won't.
2: Yeah. And Jeff, what, have you got fridge beer? Fridge beer. Literally fridge beer. Mountain goat fridge beer.
0: Good one. Um, and I've got the uh, Aldi $5 wine again because, you know, I like to be consistent.
2: If I was to own a brewery, firstly, yeah. that's a bad idea. Not because I drink a lot, but because I wouldn't do a very good job.
1: Secondly, if I was to own
2: a brewery, I would call it Fridge Beer. Well, that's actually quite a good name for a brewery. Oh, there we go. Here what, we go. What about a bar? Why does it have to be a brewery? Oh, because I am I know that I'm not very good at a bar. <laughs> a brewery is I like an like unknown I feel like you'd have entity. more success
1: with a bar, though, because it doesn't actually involve you doing anything. I don't even. want to stay up late. Oh, I have to go to <laughs> bed by nine.
2: <laughs> but you can get someone else to run it. Yeah, I just need to own one. Yeah, just sell the name. So Which means I need more money. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good start.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Every week we start with a question. Before we get started, here's a wee bit of admin. Um, If you want to get in contact, ask us a question, tell us we're wrong about something, which often happens. Um, You can find us on Facebook, just search Football Shed or email us at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Leave us a review. And of course, tell your mates so more people can hear us talking shit. But this week's question is about Team of the Week, Man City. Um, What percentage of goals have Man City conceded since the start of last season?
1: 70%. What? (laughs) From... It's going to say from set set pieces or something.
0: From set pieces.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is it 70%? I've got no idea. It's just a guess.
2: No, it's not not 70%. Well, then I think 69%.
0: (laughs) So of all goals they've conceded, in that time they've conceded 16 goals... You reckon seventy percent? You
2: reckon? Sorry, they've conceded sixteen goals since the beginning of last season in the Premier League. It's not yeah. very many, is it? That is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> isn't it. Wow. Liverpool yeah. probably conceded even less, have they? No, 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 no. Premier no. League. No. Since... Okay, and two of them. There's two of them were against Spurs this year. Yeah. And neither one of those were set pieces. Yeah. Okay, so oh, don't go through every one. Just. But give... the thing is, there's only sixteen. You could probably remember.
1: Well, you probably could. Oh, you, you, you uh, probably... Andros Townsend. That wasn't a set, set piece. That set piece. Okay. Um, Maybe 50. I mean, I've already done it.
0: 69. Uh, 55%. So, but then, the, like, I don't know whether that's a big number, a little number or whatever. Great question. What's the number? Premier League okay. average? But, well, the second <laughs> second in the list is Chelsea with 38%. Equal with Everton on 38%. And there's been a lot of talk about Everton, how they're crap at defending set pieces. Correct, yeah. Um, And there was a whole thing last year about Marco Silva not being able to set his defence up or whatever, whereas Man City, 55%. Like, if you're playing Man City, just put balls in the box.
2: Yeah, but how many goals have Everton conceded since the beginning of last season? 50. Okay. Oh, no,
0: sorry, I've read this wrong. So Man City have conceded 29, Yeah. Uh, okay. 16
2: of them are for set pieces. Okay, and Everton have conceded right. 50... And 19 of them are for that set is, pieces.
1: That, that is actually quite significant. When yeah. you read it like that, that's quite a lot, though. Like, because you yeah. kind of like, if Man City could tighten up from set pieces all of a sudden they are only conceding like 15 goals but yeah. the thing is they've got no defenders anymore no, no, no and no John
2: Stones is out now which is brilliant
1: what, he's done his thigh five to yeah. five, six weeks yeah. so oh. I reckon
0: we should start on Man City so Man City lost to Norwich 3-2 I've got to say hooray yeah I woke up saw that score I was just like the Premier League's alive this is brilliant yes. I was so happy and I just enjoy watching promoted teams give it a go Norwich were given a hard time against Liverpool because all the
1: old pundits are like,
0: oh no, you've got. To- naive, too naive. Oh, no, you're just going to attack it, it's all going to go wrong.
1: And they're just going to beat Man City. Good on them. And we talked about it last week, and I just. Um, you dismissed not, it? Not, not, <laughs> no, no, not wanting to blow my own trumpet, but I just said, I hope they come out and play the way that they have been playing and continue to do so. And they did. And that, I think, the, the uh, it wasn't so much the scoreline that I got excited about with this game, although obviously. It was that was good, but but the fact that they did go out and they didn't just set their stall out to to defend and try and frustrate Man City, they 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 imposed their way of playing on Manchester City, which I think is brilliant. And the teams that we have seen do that a bit in the last couple of years are the ones that have had some success against Man City. So, but I think the other thing is I. Norwich hadn't had the greatest start to the year but I think they certainly have enough quality to to stay up and when you see them playing like that it's well, and it, they
2: took it before, before we let Rog completely off the hook saying yeah. that he he called this game I remember <laughs> Roger, you had some statistics that backed up your theory that this game would be 10-0, I think you said. That Norwich had conceded the most shots from outside the box out of anyone in the Premier League and Manchester City had attempted the most shots from no. anyone outside the Premier League. No,
0: that sounds about right. I agree with that. Yeah. We can what, listen back to next you week.
1: You are making stuff up now. I said nothing like that. Well, oh, OK. Oh, anyway.
0: We'll, we'll listen back to next last week.
1: Someone fact check it, but I'm pretty sure that I also said I hope they just go out and play, <laughs> well, which they did. <laughs> yes,
0: they did. Um, but w- what they did is they went and played, but they also took advantage of the fact that if you get at Man City's defence, there's going to be problems. Like if you counter attack, if you just if you can get the ball and go over the top and go quickly, and they've got some decent forwards like Cantwell, who I'd never heard of before the this season. He's young guy, English guy from Under, playing
1: Norwich.
0: Playing for under-21s. Yeah, playing yeah. for under-21s. He looks great. Um, Buenda? Buendia?
1: Who, if you remember, I, I talked about uh, before the start of the season. I'll give you so that one. He was one of the that best, wasn't best players in the Championship last year, and I saw, saw a bit of him. And he, they signed him for one and a half million. Yeah, yeah. 1.5, that yeah. is nothing. And I, I, he was great last year, and I think in this game... Again, he looked, he he caused them real problems. Yeah, and, and f-
2: Steeperman, and not not to talk, not to ever give Tim Sherwood credit, but Tim Sherwood came out and said that he could play for Man City. Now, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm, <laughs> don't get me wrong, Tim yeah. Sherwood's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> However, Buendia was amazing. Mm. There was a passage of play where where he won back possession. No, oh, wait, wait sorry, I missed that. Buendia could play for Man City.
0: Yeah, yeah, not sure. I thought Tim Sherwood said he, he could, could play for <laughs> Man City. No, on, Back in my peak. Back in his peak. Did <laughs> he have a peak?
2: <laughs> um, but he was waxing lyrical about Buendia. And I actually think, right, they say there was a passage of play that really stuck out. Stuck out? Stood out. Stuck, stuck out. You're married
1: uh, to a northerner. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's not German. <laughs> no, um, there's, there's a bit of, bit of
2: northern England twang in that. I think. Oh, thanks, Rog. Thanks, thanks. I'm um, growing up, um, growing up north. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I digress. The passage of play where he he um, cut out a pass on a Man City attack just on the outside of his penalty area, didn't panic with the ball. Basically, took it round three players before he played this pass out onto the left wing that was. Brilliant. The way he shepherded the ball, got his body in the way, went past Man City players. This kid is good. 1.5 million in the championship. That's amazing.
0: And Norwich were missing eight first-team players from their squad and they had two goalkeepers on the bench because they just didn't have enough players. (laughs) They they didn't have
2: a single player in
1: that starting lineup that cost more than 1.5 million. That's amazing. Not a single player. Pookie on a free got another... I mean, we're giving um, credit to other players here. And I think that's yeah. right. But another goal, another assist for, for Pookie, and he, his stocks just continue to rise. He keeps scoring. Great.
0: And uh, do we have to give um, Daniel Farker some credit? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. The coach has done really well. And Jeff, at the start of the season, you didn't like him just because he, he scared oh. you a little he bit. D- he
2: did. I, I didn't understand how he worked. <laughs> no, I don't mean from a footballing sense. I mean, you look at him and he's like, He's a weirdo. He's kind of scared. He's a kind of Hulk <laughs> Quite
0: Hogan. Quite intense. He, yeah, he's intense. He looks a little bit like Hulk Hogan and Stephen Hendry. Do you and remember? A that? Bit orange. Oh, yeah. Did you know Stephen Hendry, the snooker player? Yeah.
1: yeah. But then you
2: listen to him and he's like, he's got this soft little voice, soft little German yeah. voice. I'm like, oh, you're going to Hulk up and become like the evil version of yourself. I, I, so I didn't understand him, right? Yeah. But now his soft little voice is so soothing. <laughs> 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 I listen to it. I'm like, oh, I can get used Maybe to it. Maybe that's his voice. secret. But he does have a very... um. Obviously he he has a tactical nous that is that is beyond his reputation, I think that that's that's undeniable. Um because the way Norwich plays is, is brilliant. They did it in the championship, they absolutely smashed that league. They've walked in the Premier League doing exactly the same thing, and that is obviously down to him when he's got no one more than 1.5 million. You know, yeah. his what he's done to his team is excellent. But he also has the same type of rhetoric, and I think this is the difference when we talk about the old dinosaur managers. And a new breed of manager, essentially a younger person, yeah. who realizes that actually this this kind of task mask uh, kind of a matron style, yeah. you know, get the get the cane out and whip them if they're not yeah. if they're not training hard enough doesn't work with young kids anymore. And and the when you hear Jurgen Klopp talk, when you hear Guardiola talk, and this bloke, what's his name? Sorry, Daniel Farker. Farker. Yeah. So I keep thinking Wagner, but yeah, that's, that yeah. was last Dav- year. David Van yeah, Yeah, um, but he also had the same thing. Mm. Right? Where they're actually talking about um, expressing yourself, emotion and feeling and unity, and these words that are really emotive and they, they help drive this team spirit and this accountability to each other. And it's not a kind of... Um, it's an arm around the shoulder rather yeah. than a, a, a stick approach. And you, you're not in the trenches at war. It's different yeah. it's you are a band of brothers yeah uh, you know and and the way he talks about different uh different players performances it's how they can feel proud of themselves yeah and how they
0: can express themselves yeah. and be creative in it and do well in it and be and, positive
2: and that yeah. resonates with the generation of football players that he is coaching yeah. it really does
1: yes. and I, we've seen clubs come up and do this before from the Championship, call not. I mean, the one that always sticks in my mind is, is Blackpool. Yeah, and um, when they came up under Ian Holloway, because we had so much fun with them when they came up, they, they went for it every game, loads of goals. It was brilliant, but and it it ended in glorious failure. But I actually I feel like Norwich have a little bit more quality than that, and their their style of play is a bit more sophisticated. And I think there's enough. I just think there's enough average. Um, teams in the league that they will win enough games to stay up Simple, uh, Yeah, I do
0: think the Premier League's in a position now where it's beginning to the way it's working is that if you attack you get rewarded whereas if you just sit back and defend you don't get rewarded you end up when you play against if you're a Burnley and you play against Norwich and you're just so used to sitting back you don't go and win that game because <laughs> Norwich just attack you and win that game and I think we're seeing more and more teams That actually attack getting rewarded and promoted teams getting rewarded for it. I think it's brilliant. It's just fun to watch. Farkner, is that his name? Farkner. I'm going to call him Farkner. There's no
2: N. Farker. Farker. Like Fucker, but with an A. Farker.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'll
2: call him Farker because that's his name. Yeah. He was asked whether he was going to park the bus before this game. Do you hear that? No. So they said, Oh, Farker. Are you going to park the bus? That's how they asked him. And he said, I haven't got the players to. He goes, I've got nine injuries. If I had the players to park the bus, I might, but don't. So we to have to go out and try and play football because all I've got is footballers. Yeah, you know I don't have master tacticians who are thirty years old who have Premier League experience. All I've got are a bunch of free loan one and a half million pound academy players who only know how to play the Norwich way. So we're going to go out and try and play that Norwich.
0: And I think Norwich have an advantage in that their home crowd's really, really good. Like the the before the first goal they got, which was a corner, um, and. It, from a set piece cross in straight and header, but when they got the corner, the whole stadium erupted as if they would just scored. They were just like, "Yes, a corner! This is brilliant!" And so, when you have that as your home stadium, that's going to create an atmosphere where people don't want to play against you. Yeah, it's you. intimidating. Yeah,
2: and that um, wasn't it good? And I'm sorry if this is really sticking the boot into Man City fans because if there's a Man City fan listening, no, no, it's probably, fine. Like yeah. they're probably quite used to having the boot stuck into them, but it's deserved. Yeah, uh, their, was it their second goal was a cutback. Yes, yeah. I loved seeing Man City concede a <laughs> cutback. Like, of all the teams to concede a cutback. Where, where it was the perfect cutback too. It was like there was nothing as a defender you could do. Yeah. They were committed. It was passed across the face of goal yeah. and just side-footed in. I'm like, how the fuck does that feel, Man City? <laughs> do you feel like idiots? Good. You make people feel like idiots all the time. Now you're idiots. Idiot. Um, on Man City,
0: two questions on man city losing are they in trouble like now we know that all the defenders are injured and they haven't got sent backs they haven't replaced company are they in trouble and is pep slightly condescending when he loses because he always comes out and goes oh Norwich are brilliant They're the best team i've seen and he shakes all the other players it just strikes me as really arrogant and condescending in yeah. the way he loses
2: i um, hate it i do hate it the same it, as you it grates yeah, me yeah. so like every time he and it, every time he plays an fa cup game or a, or a uh, Carabao Cup game he's always like well oh, you know this team underrated your best team we've come up against all year or whatever and and the other manager just like licks his ball sack yeah. isn't, it, isn't it great <laughs> like, but it's so, so it, great that Pep's saying I'm great
1: it's but. so it's it's hard to know though because he's always won so much Yeah, if that makes sense yeah. but I, I mean I've got a qu- I'm going to um, answer your question with a question which yeah. is I think if Pep Guardiola has many, has any weaknesses, is one of his weaknesses the fact that he doesn't like buying centre-backs?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he never did at Barcelona. No. Um, and he had midfielders Bayern, playing um, yeah.
1: centre-back at Barcelona. And
0: it's strike because they said they couldn't afford Harry Maguire. Which, and Van Dijk. And Van Dijk, which is a lie, because they can afford them. They have more money than anyone needs to have. Um, but they choose to not spend it all, which is a different thing but if you choose to not spend it and leave yourself short it seems a
1: bit dumb i think does he undervalue the position because he spends money on fullbacks i think cuz they're they're integral to the way he plays you know they push up into midfield and and what have you but i i mean he bought laporte for quite a bit of money yeah. who is very good but i i mean i i think he's miscalculated i don't i think they will still finish In the top two in the league. Yeah. I think it might hurt them in the Champions League not having that quality at centre back. Um, And the other, like, Ottomendi is now their only fit centre back. And he's basically crap. Now, Ottomendi gave the ball away for one of the Norwich goals horrendously trying to play football. He's the weakest defender they have in terms of. He's like an old school, um, get it if in doubt, get it out defender. Like, he's not really a footballer and he makes errors. Now all of a sudden, with stones, I, I was actually one of the things I was looking forward to. Um, with sorry, spit all over the place, as well, but with stone with um, Laporte going out was suddenly, if you've got and stones, to me stones is the senior partner in that pairing, and I was sort of looking forward to him taking on that responsibility. And being the main man Mm. and saying, you know what, Mm. it's not going to matter because I'm going to lead us and no one will even notice Laporte being out. And I feel bad because it's kind of typifies his career that in these key moments, he then gets injured. He he to be devastated from a human perspective.
2: The kid's got to be devastated right now.
0: Because he's he's been struggling to get a run in the team. And now as you run... Yeah. And then he gets injured for five weeks.
1: But I, but I just think, I mean, who now suddenly Otamendi is the senior partner. Is who, it? Uh, whoever you put with him, and I suspect he might put um, it'll either be Fernandinho or Rodri. Walker or Kyle Rodri. Walker. Yeah. Um Now none of those players are a centre back, and their weakness from set pieces certainly isn't going to go away. And I think we're we're talking about a minimum of the six week block here, which is quite a lot of games.
0: Man City play Watford next week. If I don't know if Troy Deeney's fit or not, but if Troy Deeney's fit, you just go right, Troy. Just go and hit. Yeah, but what Watford did him to him Arsenal
2: at the weekend? Yeah. Watford have literally got a blueprint to work offer for how to put defenders under pressure. I mean, do you see Tom Cleverley's goal? Yeah, yeah. That's what Watford do, yeah. or at least that's what they chose to do against Arsenal. Now, Arsenal for we'll get onto that game. Yeah, I guess. yeah, go on to them. Um, but you can do that against Man City, probably yeah. just with you know picking pockets just as well. But uh, okay, so we'll, we'll move on to the Arsenal game. Mm. Did you have a sense of? Oh, okay, I'll rephrase this. Did you genuinely laugh out loud wherever you were when you saw that David <laughs> Luiz gave away a penalty? <laughs> no. I, no, no. <laughs> I didn't laugh out loud,
0: but I did think I'm going to have to stop defending him on the shed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I think I've run out of excuses sl- now to go. Oh, I
2: can't defend him. I genuinely laughed out loud, and I caught myself going because <laughs> <laughs> I was. I, I, did, I didn't watch the game live. I watched, yeah. the, I watched the highlights, but I'd read the match report yeah. before I watched the highlights. And as soon as I got down to a penalty by David Louise I was like, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh wait, dear, oh, dear, wait,
0: and like. Arsenal looked okay. Like, Aubameyang's brilliant. He's
1: oh, such a good finisher. Yeah.
0: His
2: it's first good, goal, he took just, a touch and spun and yeah, put it in the bottom corner. Yeah, like, yeah, he's just, great. He's yeah. brilliant
0: and he's one of the best stri- finishers in the league. Um, he's up there with a kind of Aguero standard. But, Arsenal just managed to throw it away. And, like, Watford have been awful all year. They're 2-0 up. Just win the game. But they just managed to lose it for themselves. Same old Arsenal. But Socrates was... was, The thing is, both...
2: They're areas by centre-backs. Socrates trying to play it out, that was a disgrace. Do you... On the...
0: I I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but on the playing it out, do you think the goal kick rule, the change, has just made it harder for teams? Because people think... Got inside their head. Yeah, you think, oh, I can do a goal kick three yards And and go closer. Actually, they're just making it harder for themselves right. because you're just going. What if you press me three yards closer to the goal? You're basically going to score. I agree.
2: They panic, they, yeah. and that's exactly what happened to Socrates. So, because yeah. he's so close, he he panics when he's on the ball because he's actually closer to goal, closer to his goalkeeper, has fewer outlets. Yeah. He can't when he gets the ball away. His his outlet options are for, uh, closer than they would have usually been. And that in itself, if you're not a ball playing centre back, that's uh, it's a panic inducing situation. That's what we're seeing. Uh, I think Watford did a great. You you look at those defenders and you think there's a there's a calamity in there, whether you're down or not. And the thing is with that game, you watch Watford. So Watford tried that over and over and over again, and Arsenal kept on playing it short from the back over and over and over again. So it, it makes you wonder, like. As an Arsenal fan, or from an Arsenal perspective, surely you would look at that and think, "We need to change what we're doing." Yeah. like we need to what's, we need to get What's the long.
1: definition of insanity? <laughs> well, exactly right. Uh, let alone when you're tuning it
2: up, and you see that they're they're playing this really high trap, that they're 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 trying to like cut off oxygen to your centre backs. Surely you just knock it long. Yeah,
1: but I, but, but Arsenal have never done that. Like that's I mean that's they've never had that pragmatism. It's the only time they've ever being consistently good was when they were almost perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just I mean that's that's the Arsenal way and you know? I but I um from a Watford sense having it you know it, from it being potentially a, a very bad first game um I now think that although they didn't get the win they'll take a lot from it like coming from 2-0 down um, and the way the way they did, and you know, mm-hmm. nearly running over the top of Arsenal. To be honest, I think if the game would have gone much longer, it would have been Watford getting a yeah. winner. Um, so they'll now sort of get. We talked about last week whether there would be a new manager bounce, and I think we all said no. But mm-hmm. I actually, although they got a draw, I think I sort of think they will get that. It gives at least gives them a, 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 to build a starting in. point. Yeah. Although the they, they
0: do play Man City away next week. So.
2: But what a great, as I said, what a great time to play Manchester City. They literally yeah. just have to do the same again. Even if Man City go two goals up just jump on the back I'd love line. it if Man City lose again that would be so do you big. know this is statistically this is the biggest lead anyone has had in the Premier League era after this many games wow so Liverpool being five, five points, points lead after five games is the biggest it's ever been it's a great stat Jeff
1: wow thanks thanks yeah. for that Liverpool yeah. gonna
2: win the league I'm surprised about
1: that.
0: Um, let's move on to someone else who's probably not gonna win the league but maybe will win things for England is Chelsea beating Wolves 5-2 and Tammy Abraham what game Sammy Abraham's the best striker in the world now. Well, you, okay, so <laughs>
2: but here's, here's the thing about Chelsea you know, all of Chelsea's goals this season. So I'm just going to keep reeling off the stats.
1: I'm not, i have not even got my notes. Oh, it's just all in my brain. Go, <laughs> Jeff. Uh, and, uh, Definitely, uh, everyone get ready for fact checking. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. All of Chelsea's goals in the Premier League
2: this season have come from academy yes. uh, graduates Yeah, under 23.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And, um, but most of them come from two players. Yeah. yeah, apart from one, which is that um, the centre back. Yeah, which,
2: which, what a goal that was! Oh yeah. like, yeah, uh, well, no. Did
1: he mean it, Rog? No, no, it wasn't that that uh, um, took away from the goal. For, God, I'm so negative. I <laughs> always, I'm sorry, but it's a... just, just the way I am. Uh, the keeper, Patricio, yeah. uh, who is I thought quite a good keeper. He's very good. Mm-hmm. good. This was awful. Yeah. If you watch it, he takes a step the wrong way. And it then means he can't go. But he should be getting to that shot. It wasn't spadged in the top corner. It was a loop. It was a, a, <coughs> it was a decent it. effort. Yeah, but it was a loop. And it wasn't that quick. And I think the keeper should be getting to that.
0: Yes, to a point. But the keeper's wrong-footed because no one's going to shoot from 35 thirty-five yards out who's a centre-back who's never really started before. So, ah, so I, I he would be going, OK, the guy's got it there. He's probably going to go wide. And there's going to be a cross coming in. I'm setting myself, getting myself ready oh, crap, is shot, and I've just gone
2: the wrong way. And also, there is a, there is a, I'm not, I don't know this, this Is it? but there, there is a type of shot that comes in from above a right angle or above a... Do you mean above the eye line? Sort no, of no, look, it comes down instead of yeah. across or up. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're the, you're the goalkeeper and, and I'm shooting at you from ground level, it's either going to come at your face or yeah. up at you or it's going to go up into the top corner or whatever. But there's a certain thing about shots that they come down from a height yeah, that okay. always throw off goalkeepers. So this shot was looped. It went twice as high as the bar. Yeah. You know, this thing was massive, so it came down. Now you think about it from a goalkeeper's perspective. There are only a few starting positions that will ever get you If if it goes close to the bar, coming down, it's incredibly hard to be in the way of that because you have to be exactly on the goal line to even be tall enough
1: to stop that shot. But it was about halfway up the goal. It wasn't just below the bar. But it was
2: coming from such a high... It was a
0: good goal. I'm bored of this goal. It was a good goal. I want to talk about Tammy Abraham. He's the best striker in the world.
2: Can can you please clear up his name? Tammy (laughs) Abraham. Okay, right. That's what I thought his name was. Why do you say this? Well, Because everyone's calling him Abrahams.
1: Oh, no, there's no S. No.
2: So no. what's what's this about then?
1: Well, do no, no. You do know this? No, Do you no. know my favourite thing about the hat-trick? Was that... Sorry, I'm moving on to football because yeah. uh, John got annoyed with us talking about the... Uh, the <laughs> trajectory of a goal. Um, <laughs> the, the, my favourite thing about this was there were three different types of goal. Yeah. And I don't think there are that many strikers in the Premier League that could have scored all three of those goals that he scored. Yeah. And that made me really excited about... Um, the kind of player... Like we've, we've talked about him for a few seasons now. Obviously, I raved about him because he played at Bristol City and he did great. But I think the knock on him has always been, is he going to be the next... Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy who used to play for Newcastle, not quite good enough to play in the Premier League, but really good in the Championship, Dwight I Dwight Gale. Uh, <laughs> or Or is he actually going to be really good? And yeah. the thing that I'm loving in the last few games, you've just seen what confidence at Premier League level can mm-hmm. do And I love what's happened at Chelsea with the transfer ban and stuff because I don't think he would have got this opportunity Mm. if they didn't have that. And he's really good. For me, it's a big sign that
0: you have to give young players a a go and let them play a few games in a row. I think it annoys me when players play... Say, take a Rashford, for example, and Jose Marino's like, oh, he's played in 30 games out of 45. He's played 15 minutes into those 30 games. What can you do in 15 minutes? If you're turned round, and Frank Lampard's obviously turned round to Tammy Abraham and gone, you're Chelsea's number nine, giving you the number nine shirt. You're going to start every week up front. And he was a bang average for the first two or three games and was a bit, but it's a big thing to deal with. He's got slowly more confident. He's got a goal in and suddenly you get more, and then suddenly he's going, oh yeah, I actually do. I am good at football. I know what to do and I know all these things. And then he's doing those things. He scores a scrappy goal, scores a great header and then, takes on Connor Cody, who's a good defender and scores a great goal in the box corner. He's becoming a great striker because he's getting faith put in him rather than them after two games going oh I'm not really sure if he's got it or we should put
2: the old guy back in or put Giroud back in but you know for all my um, Lampard bashing which Mm. I'm going to continue to do as the season progresses (laughs) but for all my Lampard bashing what he said to Tammy Abraham after that game is is spot on like they go well you know was it the complete performance for a striker and he turned around and said well that's what he's got to do because if he's going to stay centre forward for Chelsea start every week
1: they're the performances he needs to have so keep going As soon as you take your foot off the gas, he'll be off. He's obviously got, you know, he's got some great physical attributes, but I think he's also quite smart. Like his hold-up plays good. He makes good runs. um, And he's, yeah, he's like far from a one-dimensional player. Like when I I saw a fair bit of him at City, and I mean the main thing there was he scored a lot of goals from inside the box. Um, You know, sort of on the shoulder of the last man or, Mm -hmm. you know, you get a few headers. Um, But I think he's, he's improved and that like his play you know um in the attacking half before he gets to the box has definitely improved i think his ability to take a man on has improved like we saw with the third goal but you don't get that without the confidence and no. you're dead right like you have to for a young player you have to play to get that 15 minutes yeah. Like you, if, if you get 15 minutes, you're going to try too much. Yeah. Whereas I think you almost just need the confidence to know, I can play my natural game, I can just go out there and...
0: I can make mistakes, and yeah. then next week I can improve on that mistake. And I um, heard in view this week with Gary Lineker. Do you know what age Gary Lineker was when he first played for England? 23? 25. So 25. Wow. So if you think
2: Rashi Theo was... Walcott's career was done by 25. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you think, like, Tammy Abraham's 21... And Rashford's 21. Harry Kane's not 25 yet. Like, And Harry Kane's already scored 20-odd goals for England. Like, I think we get a little carried away of like, oh, they're out of a bad run. Like, chill out. People take a long time to develop, improve at their skills and become confident at different, a higher level of football than they've played before. And then they slowly get better. And I, I'm just loving watching Chelsea. I hate Chelsea with a passion. Everything about them. But loving
1: watching... But isn't this like the first season for as long... Like for a long time, where I don't hate them. Yeah. Because oh, I yeah. like seeing these players. And that like Hudson Odoi is about to, he's um, pretty much fit and he's about to come back in. I'm like, God, watching him and Mason Mount and Mason Tammy Mount. Abraham, got injured in the Champions League. Yeah, and, yeah, which, yeah. which is a shame because L- splashed. Was it a bad injury? They don't know yet. Yeah. But okay. yeah
2: That's they what they one. say when it's bad.
1: Um, uh, what about Wolves? Yeah. Are Wolves
0: in trouble? Yes. And in like proper trouble, they may get relegated? No.
2: No? Are my simple answers. <laughs> no, I mean
1: we saw it's funny, we saw Burnley really struggle last season, um, with the Europa League uh yeah. league side. They also have a small squad like Wolves. Uh but then eventually they went out they went obviously went out of the Europa League very early. Didn't they even go out before the group stage? Yeah, they
0: were Burnley but, were out of the Europa League by now. Yeah,
1: but they still struggled. Um but then they had enough quality to stay up. Wolves certainly have enough quality to stay up. But I actually I watched a bit of them, in, watched a couple of their pre-season games, and they look <clears> quite good. So I'm at a little bit of a loss as to why things have started so badly. And so I automatically go, oh, it must be because they played so many games.
0: Yeah, Most I don't point. know. I don't know whether they refreshed their squad enough. Like they did mm. so well last year. So complacency? I yeah, I don't know. if It's a bit of complacency or whatever. But I have a theory about Wolves. That Jose Mourinho is going to be their manager before the end of the season.
1: Really? So
0: you're
2: not saving this for knee jerk of the week? No, <laughs> no,
0: no bringing it out now. But because um, Jose's waiting, waiting in the wings, waiting in the wings for the perfect job. Wolves are basically run by that Portuguese um, uh, Jorge Mendes, super yes. agent, yeah. who's yeah. Jose Mourinho's agent. They have a lot of Portuguese players, and they have a lot of Portuguese players coming in, and it just seems to make sense to me. It'd be the kind of club where he could go in, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'll turn them into a top four club." There's a big budget. There's plenty of money there. They're not really in a rush. Um, they're doing. They're going about it in a good way with their dodgy agent. Um, so I just think if if it goes badly for another three or four weeks, and Nuno Espirito Santo. Leaves, I think Jose's the first I hope he doesn't.
2: Two things. I I think Mourinho will be Real Madrid manager before Christmas.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, Did you hear that uh, on a side note, one of the main reasons that Zidane took the job and came back was because they told him that if you don't take the job, we're going to give it to Mourinho. Oh, really? And that was one of his motivating factors to come come back. I was like, I don't want that. But we've been, um, just before we move move off Wolves,
2: we've been kind of for a long time talking about the way that they loan players, you know, and, and work with Mendez and that they've yeah. loaned great players and that's a good thing yeah. and, and hasn't it done them well. But what's happened this season, in my opinion, it, it's trying to solidify the status that they had last year. They've signed some of the players for big money that they had on loan. Mm. So when you loan players who are almost above your, you know, punching above your weight, you're loaning these players yeah. like Jimenez, for yeah. example, um, it's great they're a better side because they've got these players but when you buy them you buy them for how much was Jimenez 25 million 30 so, million 30 yeah. million what's happened is your budget you've spent 30 million pounds on a new player but then your question John have they refreshed their squad or not No, it's exactly the same as they had last year. However, you're £30 million poorer. So in order to actually improve as a squad, you need to not only spend the £30 million it costs to stay exactly where you are, but then you need to spend more than that to improve. So for you to to keep in line with financial fair play, for you to have the money to do it, Wolves could spend £100 million and be exactly where they were. Because yeah. of their loan strategy. So they're almost, they overachieved last year, which meant that those players wanted to stay there. And that in itself meant that they couldn't really improve as a club. They couldn't refresh their squad.
1: I think they'll be fine, though.
0: I think they'll be fine. But I, I mean, like, they, they're playing the Europa League this week. I'm intrigued to see how they go in that. But a bit of a problem. Um, One of the games from last week that I was really excited, I think we were all really excited about, and then was the massive damp squid, is Man United v Leicester. Man, Man United. Squib? Squib. Squib. Squib isn't it? I like Um,
2: damp squids.
0: (laughs) They live in the sea.
1: They do. Yeah, it makes sense.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, Man United beat Leicester 1-0. Rashford penalty. Pretty underwhelming game. But the thing that I took out of it, that Pogba didn't play. I can't remember whether it was injury or I presume it was injury. He's injured, yeah. Um, Pogba didn't play. Rashford had had a penalty. Took it, scored it. McTominay was probably Man United's best player and played in centre midfield next to Matic, not Pogba. Like, is Pogba actually the problem? And you need to remove him from the team so that the team can relax a bit and not just go, oh, no, there's Pogba around. We've got to give the ball to Pogba or we need to make sure he's involved or he's too big a personality. I think you're almost better going, We're the our smaller parts make a bigger good
1: than going chuck Pogba in there. Is this a question or a statement? I think it's a statement. Poppers. If it's a question, yeah. I'd say, do you want the long answer or short answer? Short answer. No. No? No. Okay. I, yeah. I don't think Matic or McTominay are good enough, and they're not, but they're if not they play they're not better. creative enough. I, I don't think you... You don't have that luxury. I think you almost have to deal with Pogba and everything that comes with him because he still makes your team better with him in it. That's yeah. my opinion.
2: I'd argue that there is nothing to be learned from this game. Yeah, true. I, I know that sounds it <laughs> sounds bad because usually you go, okay, well, it means that United have got the resilience. You know, they can grind out a one 0 when the pressure's on, when people are saying they're not. Like, you could you could create uh, a, 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 a rhetoric that surrounds this game that could really kind of sell it as what it mm. teaches us. But I genuinely, unless you are gonna. Sit down and pull apart passages of play. Unless we are a coach at United or a coach at Leicester, there is nothing to be taken away from this game of football.
1: Well, there's one thing I would like to say, which is that when Man United were good, which is a long time ago now, they made a habit of winning games for long periods 1-0. And Man United have not been able to do that for a long, long time under a succession of managers because they haven't been good enough defensively. Now, Harry Maguire was good again in this game and you looked solid at the back, and I think Leicester have quite a lot going forward. So whilst it wasn't a brilliant game, I I think that I don't necessarily think that winning one nil is, is bad for United no. because it's been a long time since they've been able to win one nil. No, but this,
2: this is my point. It- Winning one nil once is not. No, a, it's, no, no it's I know. Yeah. Valid,
1: yeah. Like a if it's if it's a one off, then who cares? Yeah, that, it. that's what yeah. it means. There's, yeah. there's
2: nothing that can really be taken away. as like we're gonna we're gonna really understand where both of these clubs are at after this game.
0: De Gea um, signed a new contract as well. Signed a new contract, but he kept a clean sheet, um, and it's the second clean sheet he's kept at Old Trafford this season which is the same amount as he had in the whole of last season. That well, that's trip. a
2: shocking stat. Yeah, and yeah.
0: you'd think De Gea, good goalkeeper. Um, and so the fact that we've started not conceding is a good sign for from United,
1: and we're sat in fourth. And if you thought of Solskjaer, I don't know if any facts bear this out or not, but just in my head... I'm kind of like, the attacking... Maybe it's because he was a striker, but I'm kind of like, the attacking side will be okay. But (laughs) defensively, or a bit suspect. But I would... um, I just want to fact-check us on this game as well. Because I... uh, Last week, um, leading into the game, I suggested that Leicester's record at Old Trafford might be okay. And you thought about it and then agreed with me. Or at least didn't disagree. Um, But... uh, Man United are unbeaten in their last nine games against Leicester, one six drawn three, and I think Leicester hadn't won there since the nineteen eighties. Yeah, so. Not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so
2: not bad. They're not a <laughs> bad record.
1: Most
0: teams against Man United
1: haven't won at Old Trafford since the eighties, so that's kind of yeah. standard. So their record is pretty. Brendan Rodgers has also lost eight of his ten games. Now uh, he's lost nine of eleven against, against United. United.
2: Yeah, that, that was my. My fear. Before we go on to some more of the popular teams, I, I just want to move something up the running order. Oh yeah, go which on. I think was my goal of the weekend. Oh yeah, Southampton. Southampton. Oh my god! Can you please pronounce his name, Gina Pro? Is that how you say it, Gina Pro Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can do that one. Yeah. Ginapro. Yeah, yeah. Silent D. Yeah. The Pro No. No. <laughs> Yeah, this do you know
1: this is his what second belter of the season yeah. as well. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah,
2: what a goal! It's absolutely brilliant. Got a bit of everything. <clears throat> too. It's got everything, to, to like taking on a whole team basically. And when I panicked when I saw him get to the box, because I was like, he's he's gone too far. He's gone <laughs> too far. And then the finish was just immaculate, and it's just not what you expect.
1: My favorite mm. bit about the goal was the initial <clears throat> bit where he holds off the Sheffield United guy. Yeah. He could have gone all down over yeah. him and yeah. fouling him, could have gone down, but I was like shit, this guy is strong. Like he yeah. holds him off and then compl- does a couple of players like a kipper. Yeah. And you're like Wow! Like and there aren't that many players that can do both those aspects, yes. and then have the have the the presence of mind. To he didn't really
2: take it past the last last play. He let the ball take it past the last yeah. play. You know, he didn't act when the defender had had predicted he would. You're like, oh, it's got oh, yes! Yeah. Like it's absolutely phenomenal goal. And I right, the strength is what did it. That's the Premier League. That strength.
0: And I think Southampton are quietly doing okay. They're sat in tenth. They're on seven points, which is one point off third. Um, <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Um, and they're quietly going about the things. They actually play Bournemouth this week, who are sat on the same points, same goal difference, just one point above because they begin with B, I guess. Yep. Um, but they play each other on the Friday night. So whoever wins that game goes and sits in third for the weekend. I think that's a mildly big game. Like if you're Southampton, you suddenly just go, Yeah, suddenly we're straight into third, it's gonna do a huge amount for you. Oh, sort of a bit of a derby you're... as well. Not yeah.
1: like you know, South Coast derby. I think we're gonna hear a bit of this guy. Like I d I don't think that's the end of him this year. I think he looks really exciting. And um mm. you know he like They
0: paid like eighteen million for yeah, him. It yeah, it was
1: a bit, but and there are definitely some similarities with Mane in terms yeah. of speed, strength, yeah. like he you know, can Tricky. score can score a goal. Yeah, I just um so I think you know, exciting for Southampton fans. Really exciting.
0: Um, a couple of other quick-fire Premier League games before we go on. Spurs won 4-0 at Crystal Palace. And as we now all know, they're going to win the league. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were brilliant. They suddenly just came out of nowhere and decided we're going to be good at Palace were awful. No, that's not, that doesn't matter, Roger. But
1: uh, um, do you know who was really good? Um, which I don't know whether it's a sign of things to come or he's always been a bit inconsistent, but um, Serge Aurier was brilliant from right back, like just rampaging up and down the right flank, uh, you know, um, balls into the box, combining with with Sun, um, and Sun Sun looked great as well. And I I just thought um, he sort of definitely put his hand up for claiming that um, first choice right back spot for Spurs. Do you know the the story, I'm asking this as a question because I don't know it, but there's been a few...
2: um, Kind of innuendos about the surgery. He's got a sketchy past. Oh, he no, there no. He's, he's not that sketchy.
0: I think he got drunk once and got in a fight. But okay, yeah. he, he's he, he he's had, very volatile on the pitch. Yeah, he had a bit Frank of a Frank party Harry. boy. Um, reputation and he got thrown out of the French under 21 squad for getting drunk and I think it was him and Griezmann went out and partied or something and it yeah. wasn't part of strippergate
2: or whatever it was was it? no no,
1: the... no. oh Benzema no, yeah. no, no, yeah. no 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 it was like, yuck no it wasn't yeah um but yeah it's funny because I mean we were we were a bit doom and gloom about Spurs um, a week ago and now they're back up I, and- just, just, Is
0: it possible that you could plan to have a slightly shit start to the season To take the pressure off? Take the pressure <laughs> off <'Cause> No one's <laughs> thinking about
2: Spurs right now but actually they suddenly just got to third
1: And they've got a really good run of fixtures Yeah There
2: is no way ever no. that teams do not go out to win
1: every game Have you been on the phone to Poch? Yeah doc? I just gave him a call It's like oh. there, um, is, there
2: is something wrong with Poch though Oh really? No, i mean you look at me like, oh, there's so no more to that. I just feel like there's something wrong with him. He's not the like same. Like he's Bobby. not happy. He's not the same Pochettino as he was. He looked Euro-trail.
0: happier this weekend. He looked like he was back. We just won four nil. Yeah, true. It makes a big difference when. <laughs> um, is there any other Premier League games uh, anyone wants to talk about? We have to talk about Bobby. Just oh, briefly. Yes, Bobby if only for, for
1: cool. his back heel. Yeah. It's the best Back assist. heel assists are so good. For a goal I think I've ever seen. Like if... one of the best one twos yeah. Yeah, ever. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, he came on, what, after half an hour? Yeah. And he came on and we'd been watching him for about five or ten minutes and we were like, he's changed the game, he's brilliant. Mm. And you called him the best false nine in the world, apparently. And I thought about it and I'm like, I think think you might be right Mm -hmm. in terms of if there is anyone designed to play false nine, particularly in a team that presses, because he also leads the press, I don't think there are many players I'd pick ahead of him. Because
0: he's actually, he's actually a false nine. Usually yeah, yeah. you put a number 10 into the false nine role or you make a messy play there or someone who's a striker and go, oh, I'll drop off a bit into the false nine role. Firmino's actually a false nine. So it really. does it naturally? Yeah. He's
2: an advanced midfielder, isn't he? Yeah. With like a centre forward, advanced midfielder.
0: Yeah. And he just does these little flicks and turns and makes little runs and puts people through. But it only,
2: it only works if you have players like Salah and Mane on either side, yeah. <laughs> yes. because yeah. or else, or else yeah. it's, it's futile. Yeah. Because right. you need you need the pace and you need them to take their chances and you need to be able to know that they Smart have enough, enough football and... intellect. Yeah. To to play off you like that, or else you find that. It's the most pointless position on the football pitch unless there's someone better than you coming up from behind you. Yeah, And oh. that's that's rare
1: to find that balance. They've L- done so well, Liverpool. And, and he's, he's one the of their most scenario. important <clears throat> players, I think, without a doubt. But I think the other thing that I love about him is I think he enjoys an assist as much as a goal. He looks a like he and enjoys I like, football. I don't I don't think there are that many yeah. players that, that you could genuinely... Particularly strikers where you're like, get... Did that yeah. much joy from setting up goals well
0: he just looks like he's having fun you know last week Mane and Salah had their little fight yeah,
1: yes yes Tete-a-tete. have you seen the makeup video they had no they they've... put their faces on two little, little um, kids, yeah. kids and then they do like a big <laughs> run and a massive cuddle so they've made up anyway
0: but in the background the whole time Firmino is just giggling to himself just laughing at them yeah, like, okay. he just he just finds
2: everything just enjoys fine enjoys it yeah just enjoys playing football and life and that's good um i just wish that that was a position that was more heralded the false nine yeah because because i i do think that um we're coming into a time uh in the footballing cycle of really attacking fullbacks uh i say we are we're probably exiting that time but, but that's that's a really yeah. really common practice and we're looking at the best players in the world being wingers we're looking at you know talking about who's going to take the messi and ronaldo crown is it players like hazard and we're not looking at center forwards so I wish that actually there was more respect given to the false nine because what that does is it enables the players who we are looking at as a the Ronaldo best. and a Messi to score yes, all the goals. Yes, exactly yeah. right. A bit of a
0: Benzema for Real Madrid is kind of a good example. Like Benzema, he still scores a lot of goals and is a proper number yeah. nine, but actually he spent the last seven years of his career.
2: Feeding Ronaldo, en- enabling—he's an enabler. Yeah, yeah. You, you'd say the same for Giroud for France. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's exactly right. You know, Mbappe wouldn't be so good if Giroud yeah. wasn't there, just like knocking the ball back yeah. to him. Uh, so I, th- I think it's it's a it's a weird position that doesn't get the respect it deserves because we we look at players who play that far forward and we judge them on goals. Yeah, and actually no, you, could, good point. you could play up there and score no goals all year and Giroud and did was, just than... like Giroud like yeah. well, what he not have a shot on target for France when they won the World Cup yeah, but yeah. he still started centre forward every
1: single game because the job he did yeah. but just watching I mean he he played 60 minutes of this game and he was man of the match by so far it's not funny yeah. like it was amazing he just came on and everything he did was brilliant and it was a like it's one of those few times where I would have been happy to watch the thing that do you remember the thing that Sky used to have and it was really big for a while player and they player cam yeah, no, <laughs> was, I was like one of the only I was like this is a crap invention but I think this is one of the only times I would have been happy to watch just to watch yeah just watch for me I know.
2: remember watching Wayne Rooney on player cam back when he was fat Ooh. at Man United yeah, <laughs> he just kept puffing out his cheeks like <gasps> and like a horse I'm his nose like, why am I watching just like a fat bloke who's unfit just being a horse on the TV like <laughs> this
0: Rooney was on player cam when he um, was having an argument with the
2: referee and he was remonstrating about something. He was like,
0: oh, this is crap. And then the ball came over and he just turned around and volleyed it and it went flying in the top corner. Against Newcastle. That's
2: like in his top three goals of all time. That was so good. It was was almost retaliation for arguing with the ref. Then he just Just turned around uh, and smacked it it from 35 yards and went in the top (laughs) corner and just turned around and looked at the ref. You're like... Great. We could argue with the ref all the time.
0: <laughs> um let's go on to VAR chat quickly. Rog, you have something positive to say about VAR, apparently.
1: Uh yeah, again, and it's possibly not so much about VAR, but how VAR is being is is here, but how we're applying rules in the Premier League. And I know maybe it's a bit arrogant, but we talked about at the start of the year, perhaps the Premier League will get things right. Mm. Whereas it's not necessarily being um, got right everywhere else yeah. um, and now last week you talked about um, in the international break um, the Dutch centre-back sorry his name oh yeah De Ligt, De Ligt and he, uh, he wasn't looking at the ball when it
0: hit, came off his yeah, arm yeah and we and,
1: were like yeah. we just disagreed with it completely yeah. and, and we pointed out that that's not VAR's fault it's how the handball rule was being applied but we mentioned also that it's being applied slightly differently in the Premier League now this weekend VAR looked at an incident with John Stones um where the ball it was a, I think it was a corner and a cross comes in and it essentially hits John Stones in the chest but he sort of almost cups it a bit with his arms and it do, it definitely hits his arm mm. but again didn't change the play didn't um stop a direct chance on goal you know there was it just happened to hit his arm they looked at it on VAR and they didn't give a penalty because they, you know, the way that the handball rule is being applied in the Premier League is it's only a penalty or not a goal if the handball leads to a goal or a direct chance, yeah. um, and that's it. That's the that's the only parameters where they'll pay it. Now I still don't necessarily agree with that, but I think where we're at is already better. I mean, than, the... But is there my, my other side argument to this? Is is that dangerous though? for England, for instance, that the handball rule might be being interpreted slightly differently in the Premier League to, say, when you play in Europe or when you play in... I'll jump on that straight away. It's always been different. Has, Every league yeah. has always yeah. been different.
2: And when you go to an international tournament, it's always the most restrictive of all the rules. And, and you know, countries yeah. like Chile... Get completely abused by referees in, in the World Cup because that's,
1: you know, not, they, how they've done, that's yeah. not
2: how they've been taught to play football. Suddenly they've all got to go hands off. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it will always disadvantage teams that don't have a very restrictive national league.
0: And I do think there's because there's been so much noise around it, it's gonna constantly evolve. So I think it's evolving at the moment, and we're seeing I think if that John Stone incident happened in the first week of the season it might have been a penalty. Might have been a penalty. But I think we're seeing people go, hang on a sec, this is a bit stupid. I just really
1: like that they looked at it and then weighed it up and it didn't fit those parameters, so they didn't give a penalty. And I think the thing that we are seeing, whether I I agree with VAR or not, they are getting the bulk of the decisions right. Yes. Yes. yeah, yeah, And when there's doubt, they are leaning to the way of the initial decision made by the referee, which is always the way we'd want want it to go. Yeah,
0: it's getting better. Um, Quick one on the Champions League that happened this morning. Um, in my opinion, the group stages of the Champions League is a bit boring because it's so seeded that there's two massive clubs, two not-so-good clubs in a league, and then they all play each other, and then the two massive clubs get through. For the last five years, it's basically 98% of the people that get through are the richest clubs. So, boring, but...
1: There's always one group that's a bit more difficult. Yeah.
0: Alfin Haaland's son... Of Roy Keane fame. Yeah. <laughs> Scored a hat trick this morning for Red Bull Salzburg. Um and that was my most exciting. Yeah, point I saw that and League. I know was yeah.
1: like even he was born in the UK obviously. He's, He's a Leeds United good. fan. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, wow, that made me feel old because Alfingi Haaland's son is obviously quite old and that means that we're old. And And, um, the
2: best thing that happened in the Champions League this morning was the Ross Barkley, Willie Ann, Jorginho penalty argument.
1: Or did they have a bit of a. They had a bit of a. Yeah, they had a bit of a kerfuffle.
0: Chelsea got an 88th minute penalty. They're 1 0 down and to equalise. Ross Barkley has come on as a sub. And they get the penalty, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to take it. And Jorginho and Willian have been on the pitch, and they were designated on-pitch penalty takers. But Ross Barkley is the designated penalty taker if he's on the pitch. So they had a bit of a -a tete-a-tete about who should take it. Barkley should ended up taking it and then missed.
1: But they're idiots because if Barkley is the penalty taker and he's on the pitch, it doesn't matter if he came off the bench. He's the penalty taker.
2: Yeah, the, and I think that to Ross Barkley... Okay, <coughs> I'll start by defending Ross Barkley and then I'll rip him a new one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> It would have been pretty confusing having everyone just like chirp in mm. with, I want to take it, now you want to take it, who's taking it? Like, And and there were, there were defenders prolonging the situation. The whole thing would have been quite confusing, you know, yeah. off-putting. However watching the footage, like all of this is great on paper, watching the footage, the kind of arrogance Barkley shows really turned me off. Yeah. Like the, like you should see that, like he puffed his chest out, and kind of tapped himself like, I've got this, I've got this, yeah. step away, step away. And just from a body language perspective, it, it, that's not nice. It doesn't seem, at that point, I don't want to be his friend. Yeah. yeah. He didn't put
0: himself across well. Like you want him to be confident in the scenario, but you also want him to go... Team player. Yeah, like... I've just come on I'm called to take it but if if I in that scenario I want the player who's been on the pitch 80 minutes to take it I really? don't want yeah I don't want the person who's fresh because the person who's fresh isn't match like How fresh
1: was he like?
0: He'd been on like 5 minutes.
1: But I I just with all these things I just feel the manager has to make it very clear what the expectations are around penalty takers. Yeah. And if that's part of it that if a guy's only been on the pitch for 10 minutes it it should be the designated penalty taker that has been on for longer. That should be clear. I think what you want, what the defensive team or the keeper wants with the penalty is any sort of uncertainty because it increases the chances that they'll miss. Like you don't, you very rarely like you don't see many misses where the player that takes the penalty is completely confident. Know they're the penalty taker, puts it down, scores. So I just think how many times I saw Alan Shearer do that. Yeah, yeah. Harry Kane, um, really. Harry Kane. You don't, you yeah, just don't like, question. There's, there's no. never a question. So if you're any manager of any other side,
2: watching what's happened with penalties this season, that Monday morning you go in and go right this is. This will not be us. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Are you, take yeah. If yeah. you are our penalties. You take penalties. If you have a shirt on your back and bloody shin pads, you are yeah. taking penalties. Yeah. If you are not there with a shirt on your back, you are that- taking penalties and that would be the end of it. Yeah, Never to be discussed for- again. I don't care if you miss, get yeah. it in. Just yeah. everyone stop fucking about. So I hope Ooh. that
1: Lampard... Just re- whatever his decision was <laughs> in that instance I hope he just reinforces it And yeah. even, so if it was Barkley if that's what he's decided Barkley it doesn't matter whether it's 5 minutes or 80 you're our penalty taker so you'd be it I hope else? he just tells him yeah. that. You'd, be, you'd be
2: going will I, will, will I am and bloody <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the other one George, George, George and will
1: <laughs> I am you'd be saying just get <laughs> out of his face George, George you fuck and will up. I am <laughs> George and William <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah didn't, you, didn't we have this debate about will well, I am last aren't year aren't they, aren't they part of the royal family you tried to call him William Last year. You tried to like recruit us <laughs> to your way of thinking that his name no one's called Willian, his name is William. No, but that's true. Oh god, it, it oh. um last year on the
0: Champions League, uh Liverpool lost 2-0 to Napoli. So the Champions lost.
1: I didn't know Ancelotti
0: was at Napoli. Yeah, he's been there a couple of years. I I um Lorente from Spurs scored the
1: second goal. Yeah, I saw that. But I I mean Conte's back in Serie A Enter, mm. Ancelotti's at Napoli. Um, when uh, has uh, gone to Juventus, yeah. so I actually think we might. Juventus have won, it's so boring, have won in Italy for so long. But I actually think that this year we might see a difference. Italy's team worth it, watching this year, yeah. it's a good
0: league.
2: Um, has anyone got any side stories? Yeah, I, I um stumbled across a list of the top 30 English footballing rivalries this week
0: Spurs, Arsenal.
2: Now, it's rivalries that's based on times they've played and hatred to each other. Okay. But decided by who? The people who hate the other people. So, so again, I can't give you the foundation beside how they judge the hatred. I'm sure that... They're, they're yeah, probably, that's what I'm... Yeah, doing. that's my question. However, they... Scientists. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> it definitely Jeff, wasn't... What, <laughs> did Carl write the chart? <laughs> scientists have
2: compiled a list of who hates each other more. Yeah. Now, I think this is quite interesting. So, um, you'd assume that the Liverpool Manchester United would be up the top, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. However, they come in at fourth. Okay. Arsenal Spurs are at third. Yeah. So that's a more hated rivalry than than Liverpool Manchester United. London, they're they're Um, Number two, Exeter against Plymouth Argyle.
0: Oh, they know they do hate each (laughs) other. Do they hate each other? Yeah, 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 they do. Number
2: number one is Portsmouth, Southampton. Oh yeah, yeah, they really hate each other. But do you know the team that features most in this list? Portsmouth. Peterbury United. Oh. Wow. Peterborough United seem to have beef with quite a few teams. <laughs> <laughs> that's really weird. Northampton Town. Is it Darren Ferguson? Is it? It was
0: for a while. It yeah. was for
2: a while, wasn't it? yeah. Northampton Town, Cambridge United, and Kuro Alexander all hate Peterborough. Wow,
0: that's really weird. That's absolutely mental. I'm going to keep an eye on Peter, bro. see there uh, they go.
2: 22nd, uh, we're obviously Wimbledon versus MK Dons. There's some really good solid rivalries in there. I just thought, thought it was really interesting. Sunderland, Newcastle only got up to 16th.
1: There you huh? go. Um, I've got a couple of quick ones. Yeah, go uh, on. Neymar was back this week. Yes. Now I love this. Uh, booed continuously by his own fans. Which is bizarre, if you think about oh, it. Like, oh, no, 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 he no, is. No. I completely <laughs> no. agree. But like as is, a, it, is it bizarre? No, it's not bizarre yeah. because of who he is. But I mean, if you looked at like if you're an alien that came from out of space and you didn't know anything about Neymar all you knew was that they signed him for lots of money and he's one of the best players in the world and is then completely booed by his own team it's a bit
0: If you saw Neymar in the streets just walking around Melbourne would you just boo him? he would
1: boo him. him I'd boo him I'd everything prog- No I don't, I'd don't. i kick him I think and <laughs> he, he offered to chip his, in, chip his his in
2: 20 million pounds of his own money for his own transfer fee Yeah, yeah. Like I, how much does someone want out of a club I just loved
1: them. it because he, he got like yeah he obviously you know the entire game yeah. we all hate him and then he scores a brilliant overhead kick Although,
2: in the 89th minute to win the game because yeah. I can't stand him I thought it was a crap overhead it wasn't the best it was overhead. a crap overhead <laughs> but it was still an overhead it kick. kick it was a crap I know, it was one of those right. like
1: fell over or it came from my shin oh it's hit the post and got in Yay. yeah, yeah.
2: It, when you write it down it sounds better than it is when you watch it it, it, it is but uh, I just uh, thought uh, it was <laughs> like
1: it was like only Neymar could yeah. have that sort of first appearance I'm, I'm
2: not even convinced he's any good at football anymore
1: talking of
0: crap skills <laughs> um You know, the... Newcastle Liverpool game at the weekend. The first goal was scored by the Newcastle guy oh, Williams. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, but how slow is his step over beforehand? It reminded me of watching Jeff King. <laughs> <laughs> In so, his peak. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, Oh I'm gonna go left and then I'm gonna go right
2: and then I'll shoot. It yeah. was amazing. But, no one uh, expects a slow step over. But, <laughs> but just, just do what's going on. Yeah. I don't
1: care about the step over. He belted that like oh, that. Was that. was a hell of a strike. It was
2: it was going out, wasn't it? Like yeah. it was it was Bending yeah. outwards. it was brilliant. Um,
1: my other slightly obscure side story: um, there's a bit of a something slightly odd going on in Portugal at the moment. We usually see the same teams dominate all the time. Yeah. Um, there's a team called FC Famalicão, okay. who are top of the Portuguese league at the moment. Yeah. Uh, have essentially come from nowhere. Uh, they probably came from somewhere. <laughs> probably probably yeah. called the, Familical. Yeah, probably. Famillacow, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think, I don't know whether they came up this year, but anyway, like no one expected them to be top of the league. I know nothing about them. This isn't a well-rounded, yeah. we'll researched from... <laughs> article. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they've got a guy called Josh Tyman playing for oh. them, who is on loan from Stoke. <laughs> this is weird. And he's now top of the league in Portugal which I just <laughs> fo- Josh Josh Tymon Tymon I just fi- found bizarre I just I just saw it and I was like hold on this is a bit of a what, how one how does some a player go from Stoke to some slightly obscure team in the Portuguese league. Like it just seems And Stoker well,
2: wasn't, doing... wasn't good enough for Stoke. Stoke are doing horribly. Did you see RP RB RB, RB Leipzig top of the Leipzig? Yeah. Um just
1: crap. Three it three out. horse way re, three horse? Three horse race in Germany this year. Right? Yeah, yeah Red Bull Leipzig yeah. Are very like, good. Yeah, do you think Luckman uh, will, will do alright? Um did he sign for them in the end?
2: Yeah, he's signed full time, yeah. Yeah. Ethan Ampadu's there on uh, loan as well. And really? T- Timo
1: Werner.
2: Yes. the good. Welsh whale
0: um, the last side story uh, is about Barcelona there's a guy called Ansu Fati who has scored two goals as a 16 year old to become the youngest player to score on a start in and the La Liga. got a hug
1: from Lionel Messi
0: You did just putting it out there the next Bojan
1: <laughs> or do you know I was going to ask you the I question don't... is he the next Messi or the next Bojan because Bojan. when you look at the um, the youngest goal scorers for Barcelona, Uh it's now this guy, yeah. Messi and Bojan. Yeah. They're the top three. He's, he's like, what a different career trajectory. Mm. No,
0: he stinks of Federico Makeda, like something, yeah. accidental injuries, suddenly scores some goals. Oh, everyone thinks he's brilliant. He's an okay youth team player.
2: He's and just Aspostolos As Velios. Like,
1: yes. again. I, I'm going to disagree. Well. Um only because I'd never want to agree with you, but he's come from you know a little bit of um a, a adversity, and I he's uh, he's got more ability than Boyan. I think he's got more about him, um, and he's already played a few games for Barcelona. Yes, it's is because of injuries to mm. Suarez, Messi, and um, Dembele, yeah, um, but you still have to. It's Barcelona. Uh, but when you're a kid it can
0: accidentally go well for six weeks and then you get found out so you think he it, will
1: do nothing why yeah. didn't it
2: accidentally go well for me when I was a kid or what if was six weeks playing for Barcelona surely well
1: hopefully he'll go on to become a global superstar and I'm going to go back to this episode of the pod and just replay <laughs> Remember your it. comment again. the next <laughs> night next yeah. Neymar. yes yeah.
0: Um, right let's end in the side stories we're going to finish again with our fancy end game Ooh. that we finished Ooh, last week okay. so oh, Jeff won last week Jeff won last Ooh. week is winning 1-0 so the 1-0. idea of the game how are you going to play though That's the. well I, I, I run the game we'll work that out later ok um, it's just between you and me Rog but so the Jeff. thing is, is I pick a game from the past and you have to name the starting 11s in each team you can pick from either team Jeff so it doesn't have to be one team it can be either team if you get it right it goes to the other person if you get someone who came on as a sub you get to go again if you get it wrong you lose okay now I've gone for because Man City lost last week I've gone for the last time they lost in the league which was against Newcastle in January so Newcastle beat Man City 2-1 on the 30th of January 2019 Jeff you won last week so you go first who played in the starting
2: 11s for either team Sorry, 2019 at when in, was it, sorry? January. Rondon. Correct. Um.
0: There's a whole Man City
2: team.
1: I know, but you feel <laughs> under pressure, don't you? Uh, Laporte.
2: Correct. Lascelles. Correct. Edison. Correct. Ooh. David Silva correct
1: David Silva that was a risky one I know (laughs) that was
0: so risky I love the tension in the room Um, what's it going to be Rog think of all the Man City players there's 11 of them we've got two so far
1: come on there's loads of them Zinchenko no. Oh. Oh. What was that? No. <laughs> He's <been> left back. <laughs> what He's a first you... choice left
0: back. No, so you lose. You could have had Carl Walker, John Stones, Danilo, Kevin De Bruyne, oh, Danilo Ra- played, Raheem Sterling, Sergio Aguero, Leroy Sane. Yeah, Arch- yeah, yeah, yeah. But then is-
1: you're like, because I'm like, well, if Silver played then maybe Bernardo Silva didn't play or maybe Sterling didn't play or maybe Sané because there's all the rotation My next guess which... would have been Gundogan so which like, means you would have won <laughs> I'm like, would have they have won. no left back Zinichenko is their only left back but this is like the one game that Danilo played
0: Next, next week, I'm going to play this game because so I think you're both shit at it Yeah,
1: okay, we didn't do very well there uh, Can you do read you off mean the... I did well? Oh, shut up <laughs> <laughs> you read off Newcastle, Newcastle
0: well. was Dubravka Yedlin, Shah, Lacelles oh, yeah. Le Lejune, who I've never heard of Uh, Matt Ritchie, Iose Perez, Hayden Longstaff, Atsu, and Rondon.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely panicked a bit there. (laughs) (laughs) The pressure. See, I reckon. Whereas if you gave me that, I reckon I could have a good stab at writing out both those teams. Well, it's performing uh, under pressure, Rod. That's the thing. That's why I'm two nil up. (laughs) Your two nil. Oh, it's not a good start, is it?
0: Um, anyone got anything before we go? no it's
1: great to be back in this year no yes. I think we're going to have to stop this game cause, uh I don't like Jeff winning anything
0: well thanks for listening everyone we will be back with
1: that game again <laughs> for sure next week uh, just... are you going to be on board how, how can we all play I well want maybe
0: to... well maybe because Jeff won this week Jeff has to pick the game next week Yeah. and yeah. then we play okay. whoever wins play, picks the game I like I would... just
2: winning it's fine
1: I feel I'd like us all to do it <laughs> we need like an independent adjudicator to, uh, anyway
0: But anyway, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Don't forget, if you want to get in contact, ask us questions or tell us we're wrong about anything, which we probably are, um, just find us on Facebook or shoot us an email at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. Bye, guys. Thank you.
1: See ya. Bye. Bye.